0: Hello everybody and welcome to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing and this is the 1853 podcast, a program in which we tell you about the people, events, programs and history that make Monmouth an outstanding National Liberal Arts College. In this 10th edition of the 1853 podcast of the 2020-2021 school year, we'll hear from Classics Professor Bob Simmons. He recently learned that he'd received a major national award for his work with Mamas Classics Day. And we'll hear from Cindy Beebles. She was recently named Mamas Director of Counseling and Accessibility Services. And she's one of the individuals on campus who's doing a great job helping folks maintain good mental health during the pandemic. Classics professor Bob Simmons received some good news recently when he learned that he was the winner of the 2020 Society for Classical Studies Outreach Prize. The Society for Classical Studies is one of the older academic societies in America. Founded in 1869, it's the organization in North America that promotes the study of ancient Greek and Roman languages, literatures, and civilizations. Bob received the Society's Outreach Prize for his work with Classics Day. That's a large regional event held every other year at Mammoth that brings the classics to life through booths, demonstrations, games, and even a few military reenactments. Classics Day attracts hundreds of high school students and visitors to the campus, and it's become one of Mama's signature events. As Bob explains, the Society for Classical Studies Outreach Prize is usually awarded to individuals and events and programs who are on a rather large national stage. In other words, the award puts Bob... And Mom, this classics program in some special company.
1: Others who have gotten this award have uh, done things on a pretty big scale. Like um, others who've gotten it, have like made <laughs> like TV documentary series and um, started up journals or uh, created theaters that were dedicated to performance of classical plays. Uh, so we're. we're we're talking about that level of um, production, and um, in the markets in which I've been working, it's just that that's not going to be feasible. I'm not going to I'm not going to have ten thousand people coming to one of my events.
0: Bob started Classics Day about a decade ago, when he was teaching at the University of North Carolina at Greensboro. He brought the event with him when he and his family came to Mammoth College. Mama's first Classics Day was held in spring 2015, then twice in 2016. After taking off in 2017, Bob brought back Classics Day in 2018, except this time he added a week-long celebration of events. The event, which is now planned for every other year, was scheduled to be held earlier this year. But like just about everything else that had been planned in 2020, Classics Day was put on hiatus because of the pandemic. In order to hold Classics Day at Mammoth, which features several dozen attractions, Bob channels his inner Cecil B. DeMille because the event almost requires the cast of a Cecil B. DeMille picture to be held. About 80 Monmouth students, faculty and staff from across campus and disciplines are involved with Classics Day. Other colleges in the region also have participated, including Augustana, Cornell, Iowa and Knox. I mean, so we, we got a lot of people from here that are putting
1: things on and then just a lot of people from all over the, the, the state and the region that are coming in to um, contribute to this. So so there's that.
0: You're listening to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. We're chatting with Monmouth Classics professor Bob Simmons. Bob recently received the prestigious Society for Classical Studies Outreach Prize Award. That's for his work with Classics Day at the college. Bob says that Classics Day is a great way to bring the classics to life and for people who participate and attendant to feel the continuing influence of the classical world in a tangible way.
1: Sure, I mean it's it is the closest thing that one, one can have to an immersion experience in the classics. And so, um, like the, the the classical world is is just the world, but just kind of old, you know. And so what um, everything is happening right now, there there's precedent for it in the classical world. I mean everything, everything we we've got. Um, a bizarre number of materials that, that have, have found their way from the classical world to now. I mean, even though it's, you know, a, a tiny fraction of what actually there were, we still have a bizarrely large Amount of these things and we can use them in all sorts of different ways and shed light on contemporary circumstances um, that can be really valuable. You know, we can look, I mean, sometimes book on demagogues, you know, I can, I can look at, at classical demagogues. We can understand what, what made things work for them. And then Um, And I'm not engaging in any dialogue with anybody calling anybody demagogue right now I'm just looking at things in the ancient world people can read that we can discuss it We can it can be dispassionate and it's just so much of what makes the classics valuable is that one can look at, at these these antecedents of contemporary circumstances Talk about them as though they're you know, we're not personally affected by them We can puzzle through things in a way that can help us to understand things better and then we can apply what we've thought about to contemporary circumstances, if, if we would like. And so this is what classics can do, but a lot of people have a hard time projecting themselves into the classical world. And so this is one way to do so, you know? And so um, when people can wrap a javelin with a, a leather strap in the ancient style, or somebody can weave on an ancient style loam, you know, using um, wool thread that has been spun in the ancient style, Um, when somebody can get hands on artifacts that are you know a couple thousand years old, um, when people can wear clothing that's that's you know reproduction of the time When, when somebody can haft a shield that's that's the same dimensions and the same weight as would have been used in ancient times. There's just a much greater ability to project oneself into that world, like and, and to um to feel the reality of it, that this this there was this time, and that that we can learn about it and we could learn the light then that it can shine on contemporary circumstances if we would like to, or it can just give us an opportunity to transport ourselves someplace else. And so, like if somebody at Classic State puts on a helmet and has a shield and a spear and is walking around with those things. Like this is one way that they can feel themselves sort of transported back to the past. And so then the next time they're, they're reading Herodotus in a class, they can think, oh, I can, you know, I totally understand how that person would have felt, you know, like holding onto this, this shield in this way. I mean, I understand how the hoplite phalanx would work. And then, and then it extends to all sorts of other circumstances. Like, you know, maybe they themselves have not, you know, been involved in, uh, you know, a, a religious festival or something like that from the, the ancient world. But it's easier then to transport oneself into these unfamiliar circumstances if a person has had at least some physical contact with um, with uh, some other aspects of the classical world.
0: And because of Classics Day, Mammoth has enrolled several students many of whom might not have otherwise been aware of the college and its excellent classics major.
1: ...for college, and we've got a good number of students wandering around in Monmouth College because they were at Classics Day. You know, either Classics Day or um, one of the other demonstrations that my colleagues or I have done at, at various venues around the state, but, um, but there's a good number of people here whose first exposure to Monmouth College was Classics Day. And so then th- this was how they set foot on campus. Um, and then from there, they made further inquiries. And then, you know, and, then, and now they're, they're students here.
0: That's Bob Simmons. He's a professor of classics at Monmouth, and he's the recipient of the Society for Classical Studies Outreach Prize. You can read more about it in the news and events section of the new and much improved Monmouth College website, mammothcollege.edu. This is the 1853 Podcast of Monmouth College, and I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Cindy Beatles is no stranger to Monmouth College. She's been associated with the college for more than a decade, and most recently, she has served as the college's Director of Counseling Services. She will now oversee its Counseling and Accessibility Services. As Cindy explains, her new role at the college includes an important part of student life and student success at Monmouth.
2: Um, So it would be the accessibility portion, the ADA portion of SAS services. Um, So I'm not getting involved with um, the tutoring, supplemental instruction, um, those kind of things that would more directly involve faculty, but I am handling the ADA issues. Um, so I need to evaluate the documentation that comes in regarding incoming and existing students and determine whether or not they're qualifying for accommodations. That would be a primary function.
0: Michelle Merritt, who's an associate vice president of Student Life and co-dean of students at Monmouth, says she's excited about Cindy's expanded role on campus because it meets a vital student need.
2: So a lot of students, when they come to college, they um, there are some students who have already had accommodations in high school, and they come to college, and and some don't want to use their accommodations, and that's okay if they don't want to, uh, but some do. I mean, this is a really difficult transition for a lot of students, and I think, um, I think when we have an office that says we can help you, you know, register for your accommodations, um, it just helps with the transition. Um, and it helps students persist to graduation. That's what it does. Um, you know, they're some are struggling, and we want to help them. We want to help them get to the finish line.
0: As Cindy points out, her new role at the college is a great fit for her to work with students.
2: Um, disability or accessibility services um, has been a specialization area for me, um, probably throughout my my career. And I will explain that um, mental health is an aligned area that involves issues and of that are covered under ADA. So it is much the same. There is an alignment between SAS services and counseling services. Um, my educational background, uh, my first master's is in special education, so i um specialized in behavior disordered, emotionally disturbed, learning disabilities, Um, that is a connected area between SAS services and counseling services. It is a mental health diagnosis, but it is exactly what we need to address here in order to set students up for academic success. Um, So um, it is something that I've been dealing with, um, with each and every director of SAS services that has been existent. Um, so we are managing many of the same students, many of the same issues, whether or not we are um, talking um, each day or not. So I'm hoping that um, this will, and it has in the last couple of months, streamline operations a bit, as well as keep the department separate enough for confidentiality purposes. It is definitely important for student success for us to be able to identify those students in need um, that are going to need services um, to equalize their opportunity for academic success. This is kind of a natural addition. Um, So it feels like it is much the same as what I have been doing. It is just not what others have known I have been doing. Um, and, And now it is Clarified a little bit. So certainly I'm not trying to say I was doing the same thing as the SAS director, um, but there would have been a lot of similarities um, and and in doing some of the, the testing and being involved with accessibility services from a mental health perspective, it just broadens the same area.
0: You're listening to the 1853 Podcast. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. We're talking to Cindy Beatles. She is Monmouth's Director of Counseling and Accessibility Services. One of Cindy's great contributions on campus is that she helps faculty, staff, and students maintain their mental wellness. As the COVID-19 pandemic slogs along, A lot of people report that they feel mentally fatigued. So Cindy has taken a number of steps on campus to help folks out.
2: Um, I have worked with with wellness and uh, the cream of the crop respective to um, disability or accessibility students. Um, Bear with me on that. So we are at the college level, higher education. Um, The accessibility and and needs for success of the students we work with um, are much different than those that are not in college so the wellness initiatives are important just to give um, students a boost so this year during covid everyone is suffering a bit everyone is feeling a bit anxious so i wanted to reach the general student population so i've been very diligent about trying to get Services out there to all of the students as well as do the individualized things. So, um, yeah, we tried to create a chill and chat so that um, There would be conversation um, going with any of the students so they could just express how they're adjusting to campus express their their feelings and concerns. Um, we're doing wellness Wednesday. We have yoga in the yard. Um, We have music, mindfulness, and meditation, which is really just um, anxiety um, treatment or mindfulness um, treatment for anybody's anxiety. If um, If we get students participating, great. If we don't, at least we're offering it. And it makes a point out there that these things are needed and necessary. I think there's probably been, been more. Worked with uh, with other departments, um, with uh, multicultural um, services, and bringing in Dr. Frank Clark for the athletes. Um, very proud and pleased with that one as well.
0: That's Mama Cindy Beatles. She's Director of Counseling and Accessibility Services. You can read more about her new position in the News and Events section of Mama's new and much-improved website. MammothCollege.edu, And that's going to be a 30 for this 10th edition of Monmouth College's 1853 podcast of the 2020-2021 school year. I hope you've enjoyed this program. Tell us what you think by firing off an email to us at news at monmouthcollege.edu. Be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Until our next edition, this is Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody. Have a nice day and stay healthy.